welcome to what should be episode 41 of Not Another Teen Wolf podcast. Uh, this week we have a bit of a special episode for you, a bite-sized interview that Courtney and Donya conducted with a girl called Rihanna who won the official Teen Wolf uh, fan fiction competition run by Teen Wolf social media. So basically, while Karen was away at Comic-Con, these two went and recorded that with Rihanna and we just are basically giving you that interview now. But I'm jumping on with Donya first to sort of introduce the episode and uh, just give a bit of background as to what the situation is before uh, Courtney and Donya jump straight into the interview. So presenting some context now but I'm with, on with Donya now so hello hi tonight I'm I'm very well uh, it's well it's Sunday so it's a uh, Downton Abbey evening so it's been uh, a yeah. night of emotions oh no when I have to, have to uh, literally when we finish here I'm going to be going to watch Downton Abbey so yes so don't don't tell me anything Oh, no, no, there's, there's absolutely no spoilers from this side of the pond, I promise. <laughs> Though I did get slightly irritated. Last year on uh, Hyperbole, we had a bit of a drama where we all these people being like, well, not even just Hyperbole, it was all over Twitter. They, they're being like, oh, my God, don't spoil me. I can't believe you're spoiling Downton Abbey, blah, 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 because they were running it, the news on the British release when the American official like release of PBS <laughs> wasn't until six months later and everyone's like look I know that like torrenting is illegal but if you care about being spoiled and you are complaining like about people talking about six months old spoilers because they've watched it on the British time cycle like that's when the show was released you, you don't get to be like oh my god don't spoil me if you don't watch it when it comes out, like a day or two or even a week, yeah. whatever. But seriously, <laughs> go and watch it on the BBC, not the BBC, it's ITV, I can't remember, website. It's ITV, yeah. yeah. Go watch it on the website. Like, you don't have to torrent it. C- come on now. Like, don't act like you're self-righteous about being spoiled for the release, you know, <laughs> the sp- you know, spoilers because you're waiting for the official American release date, which is six months later. Anyway. I, I try. Yeah, I try to wait with anything to do with Downton Abbey for at least 24 to 48 hours after the episode's aired. Yeah. So I don't tend to talk about it much yeah. until, like, about 48 hours after the episode's been on. Because that way, everyone who wants to watch it that I usually talk to about it will have watched it by that point. Yeah. So I know I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get into trouble with that. Yeah, and that's <laughs> anything. I just remember this big commotion of, like, self-righteous people on Twitter who don't know how the internet works. You know that it's been out for, like, six months, right? And they're like, <laughs> Anyway, we'll move on from that. The interview that you guys did with Rihanna, what exactly was the situation with the competition? Like, when did that take place? Like, what were the sort of criteria? Uh, what did she win, basically? Uh, so the the whole thing was it was about a year ago, maybe a year and a, mu- a couple of months. I sort of remember it happening. So, like I, yeah. I remember it happening. Yeah. So they like called for people to submit fan fiction, basically write a short story. I can't, I don't have the guidelines anymore, um, and I couldn't, I can't find it from like when the posts were made like a year ago. But I think it was like between a certain number of words but I don't believe that there was like anything that like you there weren't any restrictions to what you could write about so yeah people would submit their fix and then I think the poor (laughs) Teen Wolf social media guys probably had a lot of fix to read through I can imagine that they would have had a lot Rihanna's fic and this is uh probably a tiny bit of a warning as well concerned uh the story of Styles and his mother and how his mother died so there's there's going to be possibly some sensitive uh, material discussed on this episode that could be potentially triggering for some people it it basically concerns uh the use of styles's medication for his um adhd okay and also the subject of his mother's death so if that's going to be a sensitive subject for anyone who is listening, this may be an episode to to skip. 
as much as we don't like to ask you to skip episodes, obviously we want to put you guys first. So that's that's just a warning for mm-hmm. for if you are listening before we get into the interview. Honestly, I, I almost cried twice <laughs> in the middle of oh, this wow. with some of the stuff that we were talking about. So yeah, it can get it got a little bit emotional at times. So Wow. Yeah, um the uh, with with the winning and we go into this a bit in the interview as well, she got to go and meet Jeff and the writers from the show. Oh cool. So so she got to look at uh some of that stuff. So that was that was really cool and we go into that a bit with her what it was like, what her experiences were and everything during the interview. So that's it's it's a pretty big prize in terms of yeah. uh, the ones that they've done so far. So is she from America? Like, did she come from the States to do it? Or did she come from elsewhere? I think I think it's the same with all of the competitions. The that are, yeah, you have to be American. You have to be Boo. from the US. I know, oh, well. I know. I feel your pain. I feel oh, well. <laughs> I suppose if they're paying for the person to travel out, there's a bit oh. of a difference between a couple of hundred dollars on, like, a like southwest flight to uh like thousands of dollars to like fly someone from like brazil or something (laughs) but oh well uh we'll put a link to the fan fiction that she wrote it it is up publicly now yeah yes yes it is we'll put a link to that in the uh the show notes for this episode and you can read it basically if you'd like to it seems like that she did something very well written obviously deserving to win I don't know if this came across in, in the interview at all, but was she worried at all that, like, I mean, obviously they can't, like, like they would, that's a big part of, like, why a lot of authors are like, I can't read fan fiction or I don't read fan fiction is literally, like, because if they could say, I've literally never seen it, it means that they can never be, like, sued by fan fiction writers if they ever, like, use the same ideas in their story, if you know what I mean. Like, if someone yeah. wrote a story about, like, Lily and Snape, in like 1998 and was like JK Rowling look at my story about Harry's mom and Snape she could be like (laughs) you know that person if JK Rowling was like oh okay I'll read this this is amazing you know that person in five years time could then be like JK Rowling you owe me five million dollars if you know what I mean and and I know for a fact that they uh do stuff like that they don't uh, JK Rowling had a press tour I think after the third book where she basically she took gifts and cards and stuff from fans, but if anyone was like, oh, here, can you read my story idea? She literally had someone standing next to her who would take it off them. She wouldn't be mean about it, but she'd it'd get handed to a person next to her and put in a box, and then she would never open it. So legally they could say that she had never touched it, if there were any coincidental ideas that ever came up in her writing, if you know what I mean. Oh wow! So I see, I'd never heard of that. That's uh, yeah, that's weird, really hey, but it, I mean, it's quite smart. But anyway, the point is, uh, was we, Rihanna worried in any way that like her Styles' mum death or anything would end up turning up in the show? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I guess kind of the the fandom headcanon for it is yeah. that it was again cancer and cancer being a a very very sensitive topic as well for a lot of people um that you know it was just going with like a general idea that the fandom had but like kind of putting it to paper so to speak and the way that she did it is uh it was very very sensitive but also um quite hard hard hitting so she dealt with the topic really really well um as as for it happening on the show obviously we yeah I don't think there's the worry that it is because it's such a, a prevalent sort of theory in the fandom of, of yeah. what happened to Styles' mum that it's kind of, it's not any one person's idea. It's just kind of spread through fandom yeah. at this point. No, so. no, I get what you mean. I wasn't sure if she'd done something that was very uh, not the norm in terms of the how. It's just the, the writing about it that's different in this, I guess. Yeah. Cool. I wasn't sure if they she made a completely, you know, alternate situation. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Is there anything that you wanted to sort of introduce about it before we listen to the interview? I think I covered everything that was, like, important to, to get down to before we go into the episode. So it was just mostly warning for people 
just in case it is a sensitive subject for you or a triggering subject. So just just be cautious before venturing into the rest of the episode. As usual, if you want to get in touch with us about this episode, you can reach us on our Twitter, which is NATW Podcast. You can reach us on email, which is natwpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go on Tumblr to notanotherteenwolfpodcast.tumblr.com, or you can leave a comment in the Hyperbole post for this episode. And if you'd like to talk to Rihanna about it as well, got her Twitter that you can go and say what you thought of the episode. We'll obviously put it up when we tweet out the episode, but Donya, what was her Twitter handle? Uh, so it's uh, at Rihanna Elliott, and that's R-I-A-N-A. E-L-L-I-O-T-T. Cool. We'll link that in the show notes as well. So, you know, it would be nice to say hi if you enjoyed it or if you enjoyed her fan fiction. So that would be, yeah, that would be really cool. We'll let you listen to the episode now and then we'll be back to say bye after it's finished. Um, Hello, everyone. This is Courtney. Um, Donya and I are stepping in for Natalie and Karen today. So, uh, Donya, would you like to say hello? Hi. Okay. Hello. How is everyone doing? <laughs> Yay. So Yay. It's be been an um, eventful weekend. This is the weekend of New York Comic Con, so we have all been extremely busy. Luckily, we've got everybody on all these different time zones, so we can kind of take care of everything. But it's been fun. What do, how about you, Donya? Yeah, it's been a, well, a very busy week, because obviously this was also the week where we did our live hangout to celebrate our first birthday. Yay. So, uh it's all been go, go, go from there still. Yes, and so. I, I'm not sure if we expected uh, hiatus to be so busy, but it has been. But I think we're okay with that. It's really not a big deal. It keeps us busy until January, so uh, oh, it feels like everything's going a bit quicker than it actually is. And I don't think any of us are prepared for that. Um, if you've seen the uh, little preview that popped up semi-illegally. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so this episode, this bite size episode, we are going to talk um, to a special fandom guest. Um, but first, a little intro, um, a lead up. Basically, uh, you guys are familiar how MTV does a lot of uh, fan included things. Uh, they're really good about highlighting and promoting fan and fan talent. And if you're not aware, um, MTV in the past has done contests like. Style Styles, if that's the most recent one, where you they submitted T-shirt designs for Styles. Another one they've done, you can they've included fan-created graphics on commercial breaks during season three A, which was really cool as well. Um, and then also about a year ago, about this time, they did a fan fiction contest, and we have um, the winner of that contest on Rihanna. So Rihanna, would you like to say hello? Hi. <laughs> Uh, we're really excited to have Rihanna on. We wanted to talk to her for a while, so we're glad that we can make this happen. So we have some questions for Rihanna. So if you know, we're just going to talk back and forth. It's going to be really casual. So okay. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll just kick it straight off with our first question. So what was your first thought when you found out about the contest? Did you immediately know <laughs> that you wanted to enter it? I thought. Um... When you first talked, I thought, like, what was your immediate reaction to winning? And that was, I thought, like, that was completely different. I, I like, had a heart attack. But, um, <laughs> no, uh, when I first found out, I was just like, wow, that's so cool. I've never seen um, a fandom do something like that. Like, really? That was that was the main reaction. Like, really? Yeah, same. Uh, it was pretty cool. And then I was like, oh, man, there's no way I'll win. I was I was just thinking, like, everyone's so good. There's so many good writers out there. Like, I've read so many good fics. Everyone's going to submit their greatest thing, and I have no chance. So I was like, I'm just going to go in for fun. And, wow. <laughs> I really think that's the best way to approach it, just not yeah, take it too definitely. seriously. Mm-hmm. It seemed to work out well. Yeah, yeah, it worked out really well. God, man. Was Teen Wolf the first fandom you'd ever written for, or had you written for other fandoms before? Um, uh, let's see. I, I used to be a really bad anime fan. I mean, bad, like, it was bad. Like, I was very <laughs> annoying. I, I probably would, like, not talk to myself in the past. I was just really bad. 
Um, I stopped for a while. Like, I wrote bad fan fiction for that. But then um, Inception, I started getting back into writing. And I could say, like, the Inception fanfics I wrote are pretty decent. And then it just evolved from there. So, like, it's not the first. It's, it's probably the first I, like, really tried at. <laughs> I think a lot of fanfic writers can say the same thing. I, I really don't think Teen Wolf was their first go around at this. Okay, so next we're um, mentioning your fic. Um, now, listeners, we are going to discuss character death, so, you know, just a heads up. Uh, your entry was a short character analysis on Styles and his mom, correct? Yes. Okay, so what made you choose Styles? I think I identify with Styles more than anyone else. If I, well, Derek as well, but that's for different reasons. Um, I really like Styles because I feel like, uh, I don't know we have a lot in common. We're smart asses. <laughs> we um we have a better looking friend that we kind of back up and help. <laughs> don't you hate that? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I get it. Too I many get beautiful it. people. <laughs> Too many beautiful yeah. people in this world. Um, <laughs> first world problems. Don't you hate them? Yeah. Um. So okay, what made you decide on his mother's ailment? Was it popular fandom opinion, or had her cause of death been something that you thought about on your own? Well, I remember reading fan theories that it was it was cancer because someone said uh, Jeff said it was that the way she died was slow and painful, mm-hmm. and someone said, "Oh, cancer!" and I was like, "Oh yeah, cancer's cool," and it it wasn't <laughs> <A quote laughs> I mean, out of context. I, a quote completely out of context because I've had a lot of family members deal with cancer and terminal illnesses, and I felt like yeah, that's something I can talk about. Um, you know. My grandmother had breast cancer. My grandfather lost his eyesight due to chronic diabetes. Like, it's, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I can write about that. And more so, I knew that, um, like, in my little time as a medical major, I was focusing on, uh, on oncology, actually. And I knew the side effects of chemotherapy were terrible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought about them, especially breast cancer, because it's so different. Your, your, um, it can hit the pituitary gland so differently. Um, so I was like, well, Styles has ADHD, and I know the side effects of, um, gosh, it's so early. <laughs> I know the side effects of the medication for, for ADHD, and I know the side effects for chemotherapy, and wouldn't that be really interesting if I got to have, like, a comparison? I think that was really smart, though. Like, I, I enjoyed... Just, yeah, the back and forth and, and the comparison, I think that was really cool. And you you really can't find people these days who don't identify with, you know, having loved ones who have had cancer. Like, my grandmother had breast cancer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think, you know, writing that where everyone can kind of relate, that was really good. Yeah, I mean, particularly for me as well, uh, the fic itself actually came around, uh, came out around the time... Um, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. So it was very sort of cathartic for me to kind of read that sort of thing because it it had just come out of, almost come out of nowhere for us. But it was was a really good thing to kind of read, to kind of be able to vent through through fandom almost, to be able to read that sort of thing, which was, uh, yeah, which was really good. And to like put a lighter note onto it, she is now one year cancer free. So, uh, (laughs) that is, is like, um, what, a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely agreeing on the being able to identify with that. I mean, uh, it was definitely something that I read and and helped me personally as well. So, uh, yeah, that was really, really good. We're all going to have a good cry now. I know. It's like, don't cry. Don't cry. This wouldn't be the first time, though. I've I've had really um, really heartfelt comments left, actually, on side effects. Some really nice things. I always feel really terrible because I have no idea what to say. Oh, <sighs> I think. Well, I mean, you don't have to necessarily reply. Just the fact that you wrote it in the first place, I think, is a big deal. You know, to people who leave those comments. So, so yeah, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Definitely not. I think it probably would help a lot of people with dealing with it. I mean, fandom's amazing in that way for being able to like bring people together through their real life experiences. 
so it's uh it was a really really on point sort of subject and it's one that maybe i would really love to see bleed over into the show Mm -hmm. i'd love to see them kind of take that but you know we never know what's going to happen right yeah (laughs) oh gosh we just sit back and enjoy the ride pretty much yeah um so let's talk a little bit about you I mean are you in school currently um yes I'm studying criminology and creative writing and I'm I'm basically trying to get into the uh police force so I can move to California and have a job while I go to school for script writing that's really smart actually (laughs) that's so cool that's awesome yeah that's really really interesting thank that, you that's also two things that you probably wouldn't think about pairing together either criminology and creative writing I can't I can honestly say I've never heard of someone doing that like studying those concurrently you are you yeah. planning on writing a, cr- a crime show um I wouldn't mind it that would be amazing. uh <laughs> it would be cool but if I wrote one it would probably be uh, a supernatural crime show <laughs> <laughs> of course of course Oh, man. No, we like those, so it's it's it'll be yeah. fine. I'm I'm completely addicted to crime shows. Uh, me and my best friend, whenever we hang out, it's pretty much just mainlining any kind of crime show or supernatural kind of thing. So you know, throw them together as much as you want. You've got your audience <laughs> right here. Yeah, it's a built-in thing, you know. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go back to the contest, and we almost touched on this mm-hmm. already. Um, how did you find out that you had won the contest? And what was okay, your so at this point, everyone knows Matt, right? Matt's kind of Matt, like the no, yeah, no. Matt <laughs> McDonough. <laughs> yeah, I think pretty much everybody kind of knows that Matt exists. Team so, Troll, um, yes, we know Matt. Yeah, so actually, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it was um, it was a Wednesday, and I decided I was going to play Guild Wars before I went to work. So I was playing, and then all of a sudden, I get a phone call from this unknown number. And it was right around the time of elections. So I looked at it, and I was like, oh, man, Obama's calling for money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hello. And this guy, this guy and actually a girl was on the phone too because they did it on a a conference call and her name is Amy and she is amazing and she works for MTV and she is writing she wrote the official uh, Joss Whedon biography so it's going into store soon and you should check it out she's amazing (laughs) dropping a little promo I love it (laughs) but um they called me and they were like hello is this Rihanna Elliott and I was like yeah and they were like they started with we're from MTV, and we just and you wanted to know if you stopped. yeah, it just stopped. And they were like, uh, "What fan fiction did you enter?" And I was like, "Uh, side effects." And and they just asked all these questions, like basically confirming it was me. And I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, it was me." Oh. And um, finally, they were like, "We just wanted to tell you that you won." And I just kind of stopped. And they were like, "Are you there?" It's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and um everything was great and I just kind of like sat on the floor like I my legs just kind of gave up that was the first time that ever happened too it was weird but um they just they were telling me like yeah we're gonna send you out and we're so happy and and uh we judged so many and that's why it's so late because we didn't expect so many to enter but you won and like all this stuff and it was really nice it was very happy I can imagine. I don't think I would have dealt with it as uh, as sanely as you did. <laughs> I probably would have been, which one of my friends is pulling a prank on me now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I did say, I did say shut up and, like, you're kidding me. Or this isn't a joke a lot. <laughs> I did say that. Very nice. But it was well-deserved, and I'm, that those kind of moments are, are things that you just never forget, and... Yeah, you, it's good that people can have, fault, you know, moments to think back on that are just so, like, exciting and life-changing and all that fun stuff. And it's it, those kind of memories are always nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> not going to lie. Oh, man. 
So on the subject of life-changing events, you got to go to LA to meet some of the writers. I did. Which is, yeah. <laughs> Was that your first trip to LA? Yes, actually. Um, it was funny. My cousin was already coming down because we were going to go to Halloween Horror Nights. So when I won, I basically called her up and I was like, uh, change of plans, do you want to go to L.A.? And she had already been to L.A. I mean, like, she works in graphic design, so she'd been, like, kind of all over in different offices. But um, it was nice to have her there, actually, because it was my first time. She was, you know, letting me know what to do. Uh, it's nice. I liked it. It was cold, though. I wasn't expecting it to be that cold. It was October, really? but, yeah. Um, I always think, I always chilly. think because when I went out there um, and everyone was saying it was cold, I was still in shorts and a t-shirt, and I was like, it's not cold. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, no, wait, you're in Europe, and I'm from Florida. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and okay. I'm in, in Louisiana. The humidity yeah. is so much different here, and that, that makes a huge difference. Fine, mm-hmm. fine. So that's this is this is a thing. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's getting really cold now, and I'm mm-hmm. still not putting a jacket on to go to work. So yeah, Whereas I guess I would probably wear a parka. Nice. That's just how we are. <laughs> we don't know how to deal but, with extreme temperatures. No, absolutely. Oh, not. I I kind of I kind of get a little bit thing when it gets too hot. So I kind of like when it starts getting really warm I start freaking out because I can't deal with it when it gets too hot but too cold I can deal with that I can deal with it when it's too cold (laughs) oh we'll never be able to vacation together guys no no (laughs) well you Um, say that we have so true true (laughs) um yeah that was the first time (laughs) awesome so when you were there did you get to visit the set or was it strictly writing room stuff only Let's see. The first day, we went to... Because I was there three nights, kind of, and then I left on the fourth day. So the first day, we went to the writer's room, and I was talking to them, and I was like, oh, it's really cool. And that's also the first day I interviewed Holland Roden. Mm, I was mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. about that. But um, I met Holland, and we met at a Halloween uh, haunted house. Yeah, I remember cool. the set, the, the little set. That was cool. Yeah. And then we went over to... Jeff's writing room, and it was actually in a unnamed building, cannot uh, say, but of course they got mad at us because we had cameras in there. They thought we were, like, filming something for the show, and that's, like, really against the law. Like, California's super, super, like, you can't, you can only film, like, have your film permit, you know, paying because it costs a lot of money. So um, they actually kicked us out. Huh. And Jeff was wow. like, oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Yeah, so he was like, oh, you know what? We'll meet at my house tomorrow. And I was like, what? <laughs> so that's why in the video you can see there's two locations. The really, really nice one with the deck and the pretty leaves. Uh-huh. That's his house. He just nice. moved in there. It was ridiculous. Very it was nice. the nicest house I've ever seen. That's where I use his bathroom. That's why my Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get a good laugh on your Tumblr where that's <laughs> the headline. Time. It amuses yeah. me very much. Um. <laughs> Okay, so on the, on the topic of interviewing Jeff, and, and you can plead the fifth if you'd like, but of course we have to ask. Um, we know you got to talk to Jeff and some of the other writers, and we're a bit curious to know how much, uh, if any, insight you got into 3A before everyone else. Well, you know how I was in the writer room the first time? They were actually showing me the script like on this big TV screen, they were like, this is what I'm writing. And I'm really lucky my cousin was there with me because we picked up some spoilers. So that's how I learned some So it stuff. wasn't intentional, it was just you saw what was uh, on the screen? And then during 3A, or, um, <clears throat> oh my god, um, during the other interview, he did uh, drop some stuff. Okay. So, like, okay. I, learned, I learned different stuff. Like, this season was really fun because I pieced together every a, a lot of stuff before like everyone else mm-hmm. so I was like oh man and that's why I was also really angry that everyone didn't like Miss Blake because I was like no she's great just wait for it <laughs> we love Miss Blake <laughs> I love Miss Blake but we we over at the podcast are in love with Haley so yeah. it, it's kind yeah. of hard not to bleed over just a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. um but no we were we were just 
it sounded like you knew things ahead of time and, and we were curious to know, um, but did anything end up changing? Um, I can't really talk about that. I okay. think one did, okay. one thing did just from like talking to someone else who was like kind of in it mm-hmm. and we were, we thought, we thought something was going to happen, and then it didn't happen, and we were really disappointed. <laughs> that sounds like a, a accurate tagline um, for, for many situations. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically it. But um, one thing, like, one of the last things I know hasn't happened yet. Like, we don't know it yet, so that's pretty cool. I'm excited. Oh, so there's still something left over. Okay, very nice. Yeah. We'll just have oh. to sit and anxiously yeah. wait. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so did the writers give you any helpful advice while you were there, um, off-camera, in regards to writing itself? And if they did, did you put any of it into practice? Yes. They said that if you want to get into screenwriting, you have to get a degree. Like, it, they said it didn't really matter what degree you get, but you have to go to school. You can't just go out there with your guitar and 20 bucks and try and, like, make it. <laughs> um they said it's really hard and it's really competitive, but if you make the right people, um, it's basically all like uh, like internship kind of. But it's like um, like Angela, Angela Harvey. She wrote one of the episodes this season, and she was Jeff's PA for two years. I want to say. Okay. And now she's actually, like, starting to write. Like, that's how it is. You have to be someone's PA. You have to, like, work your way up. But it's like a, ment- a mentorship. That's what I was saying. Um, it's like a mentorship, a lot of it. And um, you should probably do graduate studies in writing. That's what I've been been being told. They were very, very helpful, actually. They said, um, it's getting, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get into. And, like, you have to be careful like, what shows you attach yourself to and, like, all this stuff. But it's rewarding. It looked really rewarding. They looked like they had a lot of fun. <laughs> what do you mean by, like, being careful what shows you attach yourself to? If a show fails, like, you hear about shows like, oh, it had a pilot out for one thing and then it failed. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, it's not getting picked up. Um, it's not just the actors who are going to be like, oh, I'm going to have a hard time to work. Everyone's going to look at that show that did badly and look at the writers, look at who did this, who did said, who did wardrobe, and that's going to be a mark against you, basically. Oh. Like, even if it's nothing in your control. Okay. Yeah, well, no, that makes sense. I just, you know, I didn't know if there was something. Okay, just be intuitive, guys. <laughs> um, okay, um, now, moving on. The video, okay, I do remember laughing at the video where you had the special effects makeup on. <laughs> I thought that was excellent, and I was incredibly jealous. Um, how uncomfortable was it? I mean, yeah. It was very uncomfortable. Um, the nails, they put a super glue on, basically, mm-hmm. but they gave me, a, a like, a cheapy glue, because they were, like, um for the when they actually do it for the show it's so strong that they said like Tyler Posey once like tried to open a door and it like caught on the nails and he like cried oh <laughs> and they just said like it's so bad and like at the end of the night everyone's just like please take them off please oh gross and, <laughs> and then i was and then i was like are you are you kidding me because um and then Eric, the guy who did my makeup, he was like, but Tyler Hecklin, you know, he just got tired of waiting. So he just, like, takes them off himself. Like, he just plucks them off and then gives them to me. Like, are you I, I, kidding me? See, and I've, ha- okay, I, I've done the the manicure fake nails before, and that mm-hmm. alone can hurt like a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess his, his pain tolerance is a little bit higher than mine as far as nails go a little bit that sounds like it's <laughs> yeah. a lot higher oh oh my god <laughs> but it was funny because oh. the whole time we were doing the makeup I was kind of making fun of Derek like we were all making fun of Derek <laughs> and then he it kind of went into com- him complaining about Tyler Hecklin like oh yeah first time he came on said you had to backflip off the wall and we're all like whatever whatever <laughs> Tyler stop showing off guys <laughs> Yeah, it was funny, though. <laughs> that is very amusing. Okay, uh, the teeth. Did you get oh, to God. keep okay. the teeth? 
Actually, I kept um, the nails and the teeth. They gave them to me. I have Very them still. Nice. Please tell me you occasionally wear them and, and you sulk and pretend to be Derek <laughs> for your own amusement. I took, oh my god, no. I took pictures of me as a quote-unquote alpha. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have worn them for, like, different stuff. Not the teeth. The teeth, I just got my braces off, which is part of the problem of putting on the teeth in the first place because it's, like, denture glue that you put the teeth like you put the uh, denture glue into the teeth and then you you press it in and it's supposed to stick. But I had braces, so all that happened is it became a really terrible gummy mess. And oh. that's why in the video, like I can't talk because I have it in my mouth and I'm like trying not to drool everywhere. <laughs> and it's really gross. <laughs> it's the grossest thing ever. Glamorous Hollywood life, guys. And everyone was laughing at me. It was great. That is a very <laughs> cool like souvenir to have. And I think that's excellent. So awesome. Um, yeah, that seems like a fun experience. Yeah, almost human does the uh, the effects, and they're really really nice. And and they've done like a lot of horror stuff, and they they do the CGI too. But um, they were they were really great. They're, they're really nice people. I was so surprised how like nice they are. Everyone there was really nice. I was happy. Well, that's great. I guess you'd kind of have to be nice if you're putting your hand in the mouth of, like, someone who's going to have, like, teeth that can bite them off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, they're pretty sharp. Yeah. Man, they were nice, but then, like, every five minutes, Eric would be like, oh, hey, Dylan. Like, Dylan was walking in, and I was like, it got, t- it got old the first time you did it. Stop doing it. I know he's not coming. Oh, he was doing that on purpose just to mess with yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's mean. Yeah. That's an that asshole was move, guys. <laughs> but besides <laughs> that, he was really nice. They know the weaknesses <laughs> of fandom. Well, I mean, like, they were I was supposed wolf. to meet him. Wait, what now? Yeah, I were crying wolf. Wait, I was what? supposed to meet Dylan O'Brien. I was. I was supposed to meet Dylan O'Brien. I met um, uh, Holland. Mm-hmm. But I was supposed to meet Dylan O'Brien. But then, like, before I went, Matt called me. He was really sorry. He was like, yeah, Dylan's sick. He just got done with the internship, and he's home, and he's really sick, and he says he's sorry, but he, he doesn't want to, like, come. I'm like, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Like, I understand. And then he followed up with, but he said he read your fic, and he said it was really good. And I was like, don't tell me that! <laughs> Why? You just made it worse. Yeah. Oh, just, don't you hate that? It's That's got to be kind of bizarre to know so many people have kind of read something you've done. Mm-hmm. That's a surreal Holland feeling. Just, though. So that was cool. That's... I went in and Holland was like, why are you here? And I was like, I wrote a fan fiction. Oh, I'll check it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> That's She's amazing. Cute, she seemed very sweet on the video. And I, I still she love is. her idea of the hip hop video. The first thing she said to me was, I love your shirt. So it was good. Nice. Nice. I yeah. still have that shirt. <laughs> I keep Never it getting rid of ever. it. Absolutely. Frame it. <laughs> what what would you say was the best thing you took away from the entire experience that you had? I stole a bust of Tyler Posey's head. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was going to. It was, <laughs> was kind of funny. Wait a it was sitting on they were sitting on the table. It was it was so weird because as I was getting my makeup done, that's all I could see was just Tyler Hecklin and Tyler Posey's face because they have, like, really nice life molds of them. And I was staring at them, and I was like, that is the weirdest jaw I've ever seen. That is the weir- weirdest. Wow. But, um, I had a lot of time no, to sit there and study them. it. <laughs> I'm choosing to I did believe the only them. reason you didn't take it is because it didn't fit in your bag. <laughs> that's yeah. we're going to go with. Mm-hmm. Now here we are trying but, to be like, oh no, like what, what kind of life experience? You're like, no, I didn't steal anything. No, <laughs> no I didn't steal anything. I didn't I steal didn't. anything, guys. Um, I think. Oh God, this is. Oh, I'm gonna start crying. Actually, um, oh, okay. I took away self-esteem. Actually, um, I was in a really bad place actually for the longest time, and I didn't think I was very good at anything. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know. Like, I knew things that made me happy, but I knew those things that made me happy wouldn't amount to, like, life things, you know? And then I won this contest, and I go out, and I meet this guy who's super accomplished, like, wow. Like, he's only, 
I mean, he wrote, he um, created Criminal Minds, and then he's on Teen Wolf now, but he has, like, a quadrillion billion dollar house, whatever, and, like, he's just really cool, and, um, I, he comes up to me, and he's like, I love your writing, and, like, hearing him talk about something I did, like, like it was worth something, that actually gave me something. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm worth, I'm worth more than, like, what I am now, and, um, like, I'm, I'm not super better, like, I'm not, like, amazingly cured, like, yeah, all this self-esteem, but it helped so much, and, um, I like to think I'm on the right track because of it, you know, so I think that started to turn things around a little bit. Yeah, so I think that's what I, I took from it, was, no, oh, I feel like I'm gonna cry too. I feel like I'm gonna cry as well. I'm just like, oh, I'm no. like, why are we on computers? I need to hug everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how do we get like reach your arms out, hug your computer screen? It's all good. We're, yes, we're all <laughs> hugging the computer screens right now, guys. That's that's amazing yeah. though. Like, and and I, yeah. I think we can all relate to that a little bit. We all are kind of looking for something to feel like we excel at. Mm-hmm. And 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 not validation not isn't isn't something that's necessarily um, or outside validation isn't something that's necessarily needed by a lot of people. But for some, uh, I can, you know it's definitely beneficial. And if it's something that can help you mm-hmm. uh, kind of believe in you, then I'm all for it. And I think that's amazing. And I'm so happy for you that you got that. Thank you. I am too. So hopefully we will uh, see your name uh, in some like credits on shows in the future. We'll be like, hey, hey we talked to her. We interviewed her. She was amazing and she deserves it. And we'll have to, we'll have to do a podcast on your show, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be so cool, man. Um, That's something to aim for. Get a show out so we can make a podcast about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, man, I want, I want a show out so I can write fan fiction for it. And everyone can be like, I don't think the characters would do that. And be like, haha, jokes on you. <laughs> yeah, they would. Really terrible fanfics. Oh the my gosh. Troll. Very the nice. Troll of the fandom. It that sounds like you'd fit in just fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think I mean that about that's about all of our questions. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to you know about the experience that you wanted to talk about? Anything that we didn't touch on? Um. Have you enjoyed um, the, fa- the Teen Wolf fandom? Thing? Okay, that's... Uh, huh. We can edit. I want to say I have. No, no, we don't have to edit. It's okay. Um, Like, with all honesty, the biggest thing that changed with the, the fanfiction contest, like, in terms of the fandom, is that I'm kind of scared. Uh, when I went to Dragon Con, uh, we were having a meetup, like, Kara, Kara McGee, she did a, a Teen Wolf meetup, and I went, and I was actually really scared for mm-hmm. people to find out that I was the fanfiction winner, because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I got really terrible things sent to me, and I don't know if they were one person, I don't know if they are a bunch of people, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like whatever, but the vulgarity and the malice in it was just so high, like, oh, you should die, and oh, I hope you, like, burn a plane crash and like you don't deserve this and you know blah blah and it's just it really hurt me like and then it's amazing because as soon as it's shown like I didn't meet Dylan or like anyone like people thought I was going to meet Tyler Hecklin people thought I was going to meet Posey and they were just like saying terrible things and as soon as it's shown like I didn't do that it just like went away mm. but um it's amazing what um I I'm reluctant to use the word jealousy, but it's it's amazing how <laughs> powerful that can affect people. And it makes me sad for the person receiving it and at the same time the person sending it because you've got – there's deeper issues mm-hmm. there. And it's just – it's unfortunate that other people get pulled into that and suffer from it as well. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being happy for people. And so, you mm-hmm. know, but no, I, I think we can, we can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I can, I can say this hand on heart. I don't think someone more humble and deserving could have won the contest. Like I Aww. think of, of a lot of people. Um, yeah. But just talking to you 
and getting your side of like everything and what happened and what your dreams are and how it helped you and what you want to do I think probably it was meant to happen for you and I think it I genuinely believe that you know this this was good for you and I think you you were the right person for this 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 whole contest probably fit you just as well as you fit it so thank you I'm not even going to add to that, Donya. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Not Now I'm going to make everyone We all cry. cry. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Either we yeah. make people cry or other people make us cry. Or... <laughs> There's a lot of crying. You know, goes along There's in, uh, buckets goes everywhere. Along in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's see. We'll go ahead and start to wrap up. Mostly I think I want to say thank you for making time to come on and talk about your experiences yes. with everything both oh, thank you for having me both, oh, of course yeah. we're sorry it took so long <laughs> <laughs> no man it's um one year anniversary actually because comic-con happened right after i came back so oh, so it's like, our birthday and your good. anniversary so it's it's a celebration yeah. podcast there's there's cakes yeah. Over. yeah i have leftover cake i think yeah <laughs> get that through the no, i'm not i'm not i'm not saying anything about leftover cake i think i ate all of my cake so <laughs> just like there's no such thing as leftover cake <laughs> what are you talking about it's a travesty there should never be leftover cake <laughs> very nice so yeah i guess we'll say goodbye from me and goodbye from Courtney and goodbye, goodbye to Rihanna. Bye. I'm so sad now. Silence. Don't be sad. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be more podcasts and you can, you can, well, yes, there will, hopefully, yes, there will be more podcasts and hopefully we can have you on again. Yeah. I'd love to. Awesome. Maybe awesome. when I become um, head show writer for Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah. we're saving that. <laughs> We're saving this. Season okay. 13. Daddy still doesn't know about werewolves. Right? <laughs> oh, man. That, that, would, that would change. Man, no, if I, if I wrote Teen Wolf, no. He'd, he'd be scared. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're actually going to say goodbye now. So thanks for tuning oh, in. Okay. And it was really fun. So bye, guys. Bye. bye. So that's the interview. And hopefully everyone enjoyed that. And is now going to go and read the fan fiction and has a bit of perspective on on the writing process and the prize and everything. So that that was really cool. It's cool that Courtney and Donya had that idea to go and do that and that Rihanna wanted to come on. Is she writing has she got more fan fiction on her account as well? Is she like does she write regularly or was it like a um, I'm just gonna try writes, this for the She writes little snippets and stuff on her Tumblr and she talks like during the Teen Wolf episodes. Not sure if she's written anything full length since. Okay. Um, not that I've seen floating around, but I know that like I follow her Tumblr account, and uh, yeah, she she does little bits and pieces and sort of head cannons. Yeah, stuff, like but... scenes and like thoughts and things. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm sure that people would be very welcome to you know reading anything that she's written, and. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, as I said, reach out to her on her Twitter and her Tumblr. Don't, like, bug her. I don't mean that. But, like, if you want to say that you like the episode or the fan fiction, reach <laughs> out to her in some way because it's pretty cool. We shall let you go now and we shall continue our sort of non-sequitur section, our Ask Us Anything questions where we, where we are, whoever the host is on, is going to ask each other a completely random, non-necessarily Teen Wolf related question, just so you can get a bit of an insight into our sparkling personalities. And before we came on, Donya was just finishing watching Downton Abbey and I was obviously just about to go and watch Downton Abbey as we discussed uh, earlier in the in the show. And so I'm asking Donya who is her favourite Downton Abbey character or what really gets you with Downton Abbey? Uh, I, as far as characters go, it's a pretty equal split, I think, between Mary and Sybil. Yeah. I really, really like Mary as a character, and especially so uh, this season. Um, oh, obviously not wanting to, in case anyone hasn't seen 
the previous season, uh, we can, something happened. Yeah, something- no, it, they no. If they're listening to this, that's been <laughs> out for like almost a year. No, no, it's, it's true. It's fine, and everyone knows because it was re- like really dramatic, like that. Yeah, yeah. So obviously dealing with <laughs> with Matthew's death and seeing her kind of pull herself back from that. It, it's been, like, a really, really amazing thing to watch this season. It's just her go from, from strength to strength. Yeah. Um, I've, I've really loved seeing that of her, and I've, I always really liked her in the first couple of seasons as well. Yeah. Um, and, and Sybil, I, d- I, I don't know what it was about Sybil, but I always, I always really, really liked that of all of the sisters, she was the most down-to-earth. Yeah. She was the most realistic and the most willing to kind of knuckle down and do like the really hard and difficult work without needing to have been asked or prompted or pushed into it yeah. she would just just go and do it and and her and tom oh yeah i know mary I, I i know i've always been very conflicted about mary because i like she's so cold and restrained but i think it's just sort of who she is and that's fine. I mean, and I do really like where it's going this season. And I kind of, but yeah, Sybil was my absolute doll. And I have never, ever reacted to a character's death the way that I have to hers. Ianto Jones comes close. I like, I, when when he died, I like was sort of like literally lying there crying afterwards. <laughs> Sybil's death, I was not like you should have seen me it was it was a joke like I was not I've never reacted to like if it had been in a movie theater I would have been thrown out like I would have (laughs) and I wasn't expecting it like and it was just and I love the stuff with Tom and I love Tom now like he's he's sort of my favorite character now but right after Sybil died and even kind of after Matthew died I was really worried that they were going to like take it to like a like, oh, we're going to, like, hook up Tom and Mary. And I was like, oh, no, don't you dare. But now I kind of want that to happen because because I don't want him to leave and I don't want, like – and I really like the friendship that they've sort of grown together this season. And there was something that was said a couple of episodes ago that was, like, a weird little – to me, like, a weird little hint, like – like he said, what you know, what wait for another Earl's daughter to like kind of accept me and blah blah. And whoever he was talking to, I think it was, I think it was Matthew's mother, said something that just I was just like, are they going to take this to a place where they kind of end up not totally happy, but like sort of satisfied with not being totally happy, and that they're just going to be sort of together because neither of them really want to totally throw themselves into a I'm going to just forget about my lost love kind of thing but I also love Thomas Thomas is like Sue Sylvester on Glee in that when they give him complex stuff he's better than anyone else on the show but then most of the time they just backpedal him and like waste him for being uh completely you know ridiculous like you know his scheming and stuff and it's just like the same cycle all over and over again but every time they give him a slightly deep plot line he is amazing and I it's it's Rob James Collier's like first professional acting job he didn't start acting until he was like in his 30s and that just astounds me and I just like like if you're talking about Sybil's death like his reaction to Sybil's death destroyed me and yeah like a lot of his oh, plot lines God. a lot of his plot lines are when they're deep I just I just love him and I don't know why feel... they keep backpedaling him because he clearly has feelings. So I don't know. But anyway, I feel like um, for for Thomas, I I really felt with him that I loved him the most through season one and see uh, part of season two. Yeah. Like for me, that's that's when he got the really really kind of the hard hitting stuff. Yeah, the stuff that was like really good for his character in terms of like I felt really emotionally invested in his character but as you kind of started winding through the seasons he started to become more of like um a caricature of an anti-hero kind of thing 
and it yeah it just sometimes it's really really hit and miss with him but I agree when they get him right and when they give him the right kind of storyline yeah yeah he's he's really really good I mean I think they handled the queer stuff really well with him um I kind of liked like Lord Robert's reaction to it being like yeah we all know no one cares kind of thing which is like kind of I feel like not unrealistic like not totally like oh yeah everyone was progressive but like what he said something like oh you know we all you know did that kind of thing at school or something which was so true for like private school anyway but like it was not as unrealistic as people may think if you know what I mean that that people would because that people have always been queer and yeah there's always been like a public issue with it but people have always also kept it on the down low and not really cared but apart from that I just there was one moment in this season where I'm like oh Thomas yeah okay when was when I mean he he sort of screwed over the first nanny because she was rude to him but she was rude to him because he was trying to be nice to Sibby like to Sybil's daughter and then and he was just like you know just the way that she the nanny was kind of like God, we're taking up so much time talking about Downton Abbey, but I know um, it's just <laughs> so many feelings. The nanny it. was like, I don't know. The nanny was like, you know, who are you? I, you know, I don't know that you're safe to play with this child or whatever. And and you know, are you're you're and, and he's like, excuse me, I'm this girl's friend. I knew her mother, which is more than you did. And he was like, really, like he clearly cared about Sibby. And I just, I don't know. It was just a small moment where I was like, oh, Thomas, please get some more to do instead of scheming in cycles like but anyway moving swiftly on from Downton Abbey what was your question so I'm gonna ask you if you could only listen to one One Direction song ever from now on which one would it be like absolutely no question it would be Kiss You because that's the song that hooked me. Like, my friends were kind of, like, some of my friends were kind of, like, into them. And I was like, and I knew, like, people, you know, what makes you what makes you beautiful was, like, a really big hit and got stuck in everyone's head. And I was like, whatever, I sort of know it. I don't care. Kiss You, I don't know, I don't remember when I first heard it, but I was just like, this is the best pop song of the 21st century. There's just something about, like, the hook of it, like, going from the verse into the chorus that I, it's masterful. It is their best song I have listened to that song like 20 times on repeat like walking along (laughs) like so there's not and I'm not sick of it still like in like a year it's like a hundred percent my favorite song um of theirs and definitely I would listen to that over and over and over um I'm gonna give a strong second place to Stole My Heart off the fir- their first album, which is a complete non-single, a completely uh, non-One Direction style song. It's like a rave Eurovision style song, which is like from their first album when people were like, oh my god, we've got to sell this band, let's throw like a, you know, let's throw some songwriting teams together and come up with some random things and see what sticks. This is a song they never play live, it doesn't suit them at all as a band, like it doesn't suit their brand whatsoever they probably can't sing it still because it's it's got a lot of falsetto in it that like harry especially his voice has lowered a lot but objectively as a song like not as a one direction song but as a awesome club pop song it is amazing it's so good you have to go and listen to it so <laughs> except it's not a one direction song like it's i do not like i don't even register it as a one direction song if you know what i mean i don't I can't picture them singing it. It's just some crap of their first album, which was put together very sort of rapidly um, because, you know, they had to have something to market uh, and they have not tried to do anything like it since. Their new album is going to be like totally like indie rock based. They wrote most of it themselves. Um, doesn't represent them at all as a band, Stole My Heart, but objectively freaking amazing. So good. But yeah, no, Kiss You is, is far and away my favourite One Direction song. That's a very easy question. How about you, Donya? <laughs> For me, and this is the bit where I probably surprise some people by saying, yes, I do listen to One Direction. It's kind of hard to not to living in the UK. There is no one that doesn't like them in the UK. Like, dude bros like them. Like, it's it's just because everyone sort of gets a bit of a glimpse of, like, what they are, and everyone likes them. It's just sort of a fact. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I would probably say Little Things. 
I actually really like that song. I think I, it's nice. I was talking about this earlier, actually, because, um, that again, that song was written by Ed Sheeran, who's, like, very famous as an indie artist, and they've got a little bit of slack about it, One Direction, that song, because there are people who've kind of found it problematic in the terms of it's, like, it's that, that sort of really male attitude of, like, oh, you've got all these flaws, but don't worry, you're lucky enough that I'll like you anyway – which I don't think was the intended message. I just don't think that dudes writing it thought about it that much. But there are definitely a lot of kind of like aggressive feminists on Tumblr who have uh, had problems with that. Like they're like, oh, that's such a gross message. And Harry Styles could actually fall into the category of aggressive feminist on Tumblr if he had a Tumblr because he's very conscious of that kind of thing. And either he was worried about what people were saying or... He objectively himself had a problem with with those aspects of the song, and uh, when he when they sing it live, he changes the lyrics very slightly. Uh, where like in lines, like he changes the buts to ands, as in like you still have to squeeze into your jeans and you're perfect to me, not but you're perfect to me, which really changes the context in terms of like these things are fine rather than these things aren't fine, but don't worry, I'll still like you anyway. And I think that that's really nice. I mean, to be fair, like, the only versions that I've heard of the songs have been live versions. Yeah. I don't know where I've, I, I hear really them. That's really random, actually. Why? Yeah. I don't know, because I tend to, like, whenever I whenever I kind of listen mostly to One Direction, it's when they're either, yeah, it was either when they were on X Factor, or it tends to be when they're doing live performances on something, or they're on, like, a show. A show. Yeah. And so I never... I'm gonna look up the lyrics now because look, it, I I don't think I've heard this. I don't think I've heard the studio version before. But I I every time I've heard it on like any shows they've been singing on, I've really liked it. I think it's a really sweet yeah song. On the surface, it is, and I think it's a really nice song. And I think that they think that they're presenting a really nice message. It's just you know how some people kind of make a drama out of everything, and I can kind of see that it's like from some aspect, like saying all of these flaws or all of these issues, but I still love you anyway, is kind of slightly like playing into like low self-esteem. And that's like, I don't think it was written with that intention, but I understand how people who think that way could take it like that. Anyway, the point is Harry apparently had enough of an issue with that slight thing to change the lyrics, to change the context. And I think that that's really cute. Anyway, I like the song well enough. Um, it's not my favourite of their ballads. My favourite of their ballads is Over Again, which is another Ed Sheeran song. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It has. It involves the line I've been feeling so low since you went solo, hole in the middle of my heart like a polo. <laughs> As in the, uh, you know, red yeah. lifesaver style suite. Apparently the entire American fandom were like, I don't understand that lyric because they didn't know what a polo was. But yeah. So that's the thing. Ed Sheeran also wrote that, so claps for Ed Sheeran. The reason I love this song is because they know how bad it is, especially Louis Tomlinson, and the faces he makes when he's having to sing it are, like, he does not hide his hatred. He, like, rolls his eyes. His own lyric in that song is uh, something like, tears fall down like the showers that are British. And his face when singing this line literally every time is like he wants to stab himself in the head. He rolls his eyes. He makes, like, wanky hand gestures. He hates it, and I love that fact. So that's my favourite One Direction ballad. But anyway, we'll stop talking about Downton Abbey in One Direction now. We should uh, go, and, you know, sorry if we bored you all talking about Downton Abbey in One Direction. It, it kind of turned into something very, very British. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Very uh, British end to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, almost as British as the, the sh- re- tears falling down like the showers that Louis Tomlinson wants to kill himself over. Uh, <laughs> but we can, yeah, we'll go now, and I'll just put in the show notes that if you want to turn it off when we get the non-sequitur section, we're not going to have anything of use to say. Uh, generally, this should have been a little bit briefer, but apparently we touched on some subjects that were rant-worthy, so... Yeah, <laughs> I will let you go, Donya, and we'll say bye to Rihanna and Courtney from the future, and so bye to all of you as well. So yes. bye-bye, see you Goodbye next time. Bye. Bye.
So here's what I'm going to say about One Direction, and I'm only sort of going to say this once, and I'm not going to rant about it too much. I don't care if people don't particularly like pop music. Like, if they're like, oh, I don't want to – I choose to not listen to One Direction. You know, I I choose to not listen to pop music. I don't like the sound of, you know, whatever, high-pitched voices, you know, synth music, whatever. I don't – if you're literally like, I don't like the sound of pop music, that is okay. I'm fine with that. If you are living in this world in pop culture and you don't – like One Direction on an ethical level, like if you think that they are like some throwaway, ma- I mean, manufactured, they did come from X-, X Factor, but that kind of like pop image of like created stuff or, or weird um shallow marketing or whatever, then you are flat out ignorant. The only people in the world right now who do not like One Direction are people who are ignorant. And I'm not talking about, like, fans. I'm talking about, like, people in the music industry. There is a reason that they have so many, like, big legitimate, quote-unquote, like, music people, um, radio stations, like, artists, like, people like (laughs) Paul McCartney and, like, Ed Sheeran and, like, the Cribs, like, people in, you know, rappers, like, all these people from different industries, it's because as soon as you know anything about the way that they are doing their process, you see that it is a complete game changer. It is not like, like, you cannot compare like that to, like, the insanity of, like, Justin Bieber. They might look the same (laughs) on the outside. The ethics of their process is a total game changer, and that is why people, like, that is why no one can stop themselves liking them as soon as they know anything about them. So I'm just going to say that. To anyone who tells me not to talk about One Direction on Twitter. Yeah, I am interested in them because they are operating in the industry so much better than, like, on an ethical level than so many other artists. 